The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Boy, were we on a masculine journey last weekend at our advanced boot camp in the North Carolina Boys Academy. We had no idea what a journey that would be. <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> I, I have to say that I, if I never would have expected what happened and how God showed up in such miraculous ways in 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 way that uh, I think you're going to be so glad you tuned in today to hear some mm. of what our favorite moments were, some of the favorite clips we used, mm. and and those kind of things. Sam, it was a it was a experience I don't think any of us will ever forget. Yeah, I think we went in just uh, totally uncertain about you know whether that was even going to be the right location. Not that it wasn't a great place, it's a beautiful place, but was it really going to work for what we were trying to do? And you think we'd learn by now not to try to second-guess God, that uh, he has us exactly where we need to be when we need to be there if we just listen to him? Yeah, and listening to him turned out to be really the key uh, of the whole camp because uh, he, he, he had certain things going on. And tonight in the studio, we, we've got, I should say today, what am I saying? It's 12 o'clock. Anyway, mm-hmm. we've got Darren Coon mm-hmm. and Andy Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Sam is at the beach. Somebody has to do it, Sam. You know, it's a difficult thing, but you know what? I make the sacrifice. Should we change his name to Sam? Somebody has to do it, Maine. Is that, is that it? <laughs> so that we, <laughs> we started off the camp as often. We, we, if you've been to one of our camps, and we hope you have, if not, you know, when are you going to start, you know? Uh, but we start off the November camp. November the 1st through the 4th. Right. In Moxville at Carolina Bible Camp. That's when they're going to start, Robbie. Oh, good. They, yeah, they can go register now at masculinejourney.org since we have that shameless plug in there. Yeah. But we always, we, we love to start off with, yeah, <laughs> masculinejourneyradio.org. Sorry, Sam. Um, masculinejourneyradio.org. Anyway, we like to start off the camps with a series of movie clips. As, you know, Jesus used parables to kind of engage the heart, and these mm-hmm. movie clips, we feel like, you know, reach into men's hearts and and get them set in sort of a sanctuary of you know God's going to show up, and so Sam, we kind of picked the butterfly circus as as one of those clips that we feel like really speaks to you know what 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 happens at a boot camp in so many different ways, and it's fascinating because John Eldridge doesn't use that clip; it it came from Mark Varner. It yeah, was that- a, it was a masculine journey original. It, it was. Um, Mark brought that to us at a boot camp about four or five years ago, maybe even six years ago now. And uh, um, that being said, the uh, um, the clip was uh, about this guy that just has a volunteer circus, in essence, and goes around to communities and just gives away tickets to the circus in order to bless people. He's not trying to make it rich. But he finds broken people who have not yet figured out what their particular glory in life is. And the circus, in essence, is 
is the circus conductor helping people discover their real glory and you'll right, hear their a comment, true identity. Yeah. Their true identity. So in order to set the clip up well, um, there's a character by the name of Will in the Butterfly Circus. His name is actually Nick. I can't say his last name. Anyway, he doesn't have any arms and legs. He was actually born that way. and he had been In real life as well as in the circus. Right. And in the movie, he was in a freak show where the guy stood over at the freak show and said, here's a man cursed by birth, a man that God turned his back on at birth. And this guy had kind of picked up this label. And so they're standing there in this particular clip and they're looking at the other performers. Mm -hmm. And what I need to share with you, because you can't see it, is that when you hear the sort of fight scene, here's the strong man in the circus actually in a bar, bar brow. But now he's in his glory as a strong man in the circus. Mm -hmm. And then there's a young lady who is, you know, a gymnast and she's mm -hmm. dancing and it's just absolutely beautiful. But what you can't see is you know, she's a prostitute and she's gotten pregnant and she's being kicked out of the brothel. Uh, so when you hear that in the clip, you'll know kind of what's going on as the ringmaster is trying to make a point to Nick, who has got a problem with the label. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, what this world needs is a little water. Splendid, isn't it? The way they move, full of strength, color, and praise. They're astounding. But you? Curse from birth. A man, if you can call him that, who God himself turned his back upon. Stop it! Why would you say that? Because you. only see the beauty that can come from ashes. Your problem now. You're no good to me, so get out. <laughs> You're good enough for me, dogface. Here you go. But they're different from me. Yes, you do have an advantage. The greater the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. So we had seen this clip at the very beginning of the boot camp. And so if I was to describe, you know, my favorite moment at this advanced boot camp, um, as Sam had described, we um, had wanted to do a listening prayer exercise that we really were kind of struggling with. Would this be too far advanced for all these boys that were at the North Carolina Boys Academy? And to explain what that is, you know, they're in Hickory is is sort of a it's part of teen challenge and they have a place where boys whose parents have kind of lost hope they uh, put them into this program for 18 months and i mean they start off with an ankle 
bracelet on mm-hmm. so that they can't run. And it's almost like they're incarcerated. And, and they're wearing jumpsuits in different colors as they come through different parts of the program. And most of them, unfortunately, in, were involved in addiction and those kind of things. But Many when of s- them were tricked, quite frankly, into going into the program. Right. They were almost like kidnapped right. and brought in you know, against their will. And we're not saying that's a horrible thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's just that's yeah. their reality. Right. And so they'd been to some of our boot camps before, and many of them had been to two boot camps, so they qualified for an advanced boot mm-hmm. camp. But, wow, would they be able to, you know, hear in a listening prayer exercise was, you know, definitely a challenge. But the reason why that clip touched my heart was that um, the more glorious. Yeah, as I, as we touch these guys' hearts, I was personally overwhelmed by the struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed with the struggle that I found myself asking God, why, 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 why could this possibly, you know, how could you, if there's so many stories out like this, it just wanted to make me cry. And we'll go into those in a minute. But his answer to me was, Robbie, remember the clip, right? Yeah. The bigger the struggle, the more glorious um, the triumph. And I started to see what that was. But to set that up, Sam and Darren, I'd love to hear, you know, you guys were the ones that were tasked with, uh, uh, or Sam, you know, when you guys start off on that challenge of doing that, can you share? Yeah, we, we had it down, you know, from the onset. You know, Robbie, when we sit down and kind of laid out the agenda, that was one of them that was on there. And it just uh, thought, well, that's obviously, obviously what we need to do It's something that uh, they do at Ransom Hearts Advanced Camp, you know, thinking that we were going to have a, a turnout of mainly adults that had been there, you know, instead it was not that. We had about an even number of adults and, and of youth, and, you know, one of the questions that Darren and I started talking about is, is this maybe a little bit over their head? Is this a little too risky? You know, should we really be doing this? You know, can, can the... And, started to do the pros and cons just a little bit and then we both sat there and said no because you know without a great risk there's no great reward and so we just trusted in god went ahead and did the session and it just came out amazing (laughs) yeah um it, it was truly amazing and and we did you know put a lot of thought into it and and even prayer into it as to whether or not you know do we do this we we obviously felt like god wanted us to do it to start out with but then we were we were beginning to question ourselves and and you know sam at one point looked at me and said i know you're not used to hearing this darren but i think we need to take this risk um <laughs> so uh it, and it was cool uh, to set that up to give our listeners that maybe you know what does this feel like what does it look like well essentially they broke us into groups of maybe about eight to ten and Sam and Darren instructed us that we are not supposed to be talking in this prayer, obviously listening. And the first thing you want to listen for is, who does God want to speak over? And, and so the group would begin to listen for who, who to speak over. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the idea was then, what does God want to speak to that particular person? And so... And then one of the keys was, we didn't know each other. Right. You know, we didn't know these boys. We didn't know their stories. They didn't know us. They didn't know our stories. Even the adults that were in the groups didn't know each other well enough. So it wasn't like 
<laughs> you know, I could say, well, you know, I'm hearing, Robbie, that God wants to talk to you about your old age. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't pose my way through it like that. And so that being said, it, it did create a, a step of faith in our own hearts. Yes, and I have to tell you that, you know, in my particular group, we had a lot of young men, and they were, you know, in the orange color, which meant that they had, you know, kind of been set back. And and immediately when they sat down, you can imagine 14, 15, 16-year-old boys that were supposed to hear from God, they start giggling. Mm-hmm. And they start giggling out of control. like, <laughs> and, and then when one would stop, the other one would start. And this laughing was going on. And, you know, and all the time I'm sitting there asking Jesus, what's the next, you know, what's going on here? And do you want me to do anything? And he would say, nope, we're laughing. And so we're laughing. And when we come back, we'll hear. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't miss. Come back on the other side because this story is rich. (laughs) We'll be back. Think about the boot camp, November 4th, 1st through the 4th. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Today we're doing highlights from our advanced boot camp that was at Lake Hickory, uh, the North Carolina Boys Academy treetop adventures on Lake Hickory here last weekend. And so when we left our hero, Robbie, and actually I was in a a group with Dewey, and we've changed the names of the other participants in order to (laughs) protect protect the innocent. There you go. So there was a staff member that we're going to call Leo, who was quite the colorful character. I, he was kind of an old hippie guy. He's only best. He's very laid back. Um, always cool got a smile on his face. Yeah. Very engaged with everybody. And of course, he's sitting there and he's chilling out and he's listening to the boys laugh. So if you're just tuning in, as we sat down to hear from God, like any 14, 15 year old boy might think, yep. right, you want me to hear from God now? And they began to mm. giggle. Yeah. Well, what caused the giggles to really kind of go out of control was that our friend Leo says, I'm hearing er. <laughs> you know, at what point I'm going, er? Like, that's we're supposed to be listening for a boy's name. And, and, uh, or a man's name. Yeah, or we a man's name. We don't know we, who God's wanting we don't us know to pray who's over. God wanting to pray over. And all of a sudden, you know, Leo is saying, I hear er. And so I was like, well, <laughs> Leo, what? <laughs> and he goes, well, and, and to know this, you got to take these other boys' names that were in the group, which we're going to call Connor, Tucker, and Parker. And so he's like, well, you know, Connor, Tucker, Parker, they're all errs. 
And so now the boys are really, I mean, they are. If I would have been in that group, I would have been right there with them, I, believe, I do believe. <laughs> and so, you know, we begin to try to listen in between the laughs and whatever's going on. And and the next thing you know, I, you know, I think I said, you know, I'm, I'm even here. I'm either here in Parker or I'm here in Connor. I, I think I'm, I'm feeling one. And somebody else says, no, I hear Connor. And, and so we begin to think that we're on the Connor trail. Mm. And, you know, we begin to listen, but people are still laughing. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, Leo decides to start singing. <laughs> not part of the exercise that I remember, Darren. I don't remember. Yeah, we did not prohibit singing. <laughs> we... <laughs> but poor Leo is not the greatest singer in the world. And he was singing. Nor are any of we. Yeah. He was singing, open the ears of my heart. <laughs> And so, and so now, if you weren't laughing before, I mean, it was the serious <laughs> laughter is now breaking out. And so uh, one of the other boys, um, Parker, says, I'm hearing Lee. And we're like, there's nobody in the group named Lee. You know, it was, <laughs> now we've heard her and now we're on Lee. And so I'm like, well, does anybody's middle name Lee? And sure enough, Connor's middle name was Lee. And so now we're really feeling like, man, like this wow. is cool. something that might be going on. But mm-hmm. the laughing does not stop. You don't get, and, and you know, one of the other adults was sort of a marine, mm. <laughs> a little intense, like a marine might be. And he decides that you know the laughter may be a little, and and so he wants to de- determine whether or not the boys are even believe in Christ. And so he asks a very penetrating question in a very intense way like and the boys are very honest like well we came to camp we never heard of god you know this is some of them were like i'm not sure this is real you know like what okay you know here we are so let's listen and see if we can hear anything and so i start hearing honor i hear it pretty clearly and i said well let's are we not, honor does honor mean anything to you connor and connor says well you don't know i'm a bad kid you know, you don't know me. You know, may I look like a good kid, like, but, you know, I've never been honored for anything. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm feeling like God's got some kind of honor, you know, and about that time, some of the other boys start saying, well, I'm, I'm hearing brave, or I'm hearing noble, and, and, and things also that would edify mm. um, Connor. And so, <laughs> but the laughter is continuing, and we're trying to hear the joy of the Lord, right? The joy of the Lord's hearing, you know, and all this. And, you know, after we've been at this maybe an hour and I'm thinking, okay, this has been an interesting exercise. It must've been. over. Yeah. The when you walked back in the room and Sam and I were sitting there and you walked up and sat down at the table next to us, you look like, you know, the cat that just ate the canary, <laughs> you, the, 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 the weird look on your face. I didn't know whether it was terror um pride joy laugh i didn't know what it was but man i could tell there was something spinning inside your head so as i'm walking to think we're gonna watch gladiator you know Mm -hmm. as a group and all of a sudden connor says robbie can i speak to you and i'm like sure but all i've heard out of connor pretty much is Mm -hmm. laughing and you Mm -hmm. know all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then he comes back and he shares actually um 
like, Robbie, do you think I really heard from God? Because I was hearing light. And it, it, you know, and I said, well, what would light mean to you, Connor? And he said, well, it might have something to do with my depression. <clears throat> what? I, I said, are you struggling with depression? He said, well, my mom killed herself two years ago. And I said, well, light has a lot to do with mm. depression. In fact, people that are depressed, sometimes they, they have them sit under a tanning light. And, mm. you know, that may be it. And, you know, we had a seriously meaningful conversation where I, I said, Connor, you need to get back to that place and ask Jesus, do you love me? I mean, mm-hmm. I, once you get that sense, well, while I'm talking to Connor, and this has gone on for some period of time, up walks Tucker, who had called him Lee. And he's got the same question, you know, while Connor's still sitting mm-hmm. there, and he says, Robbie, do you think I really heard from God? I said, well, you know, what did you say? Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't it his middle name? I mean, I, you know, this is yeah, stuff right. I don't know. Yeah. I, you, you know, and... And had the same conversation with him. Well, <clears throat> this goes on for like 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, we're done. And I start to walk back to mm-hmm. see the movie. And um, one of the guys who is the Parker. lead. Oh. No, one of the lead counselors comes yeah. over to me and says, no, I got one more that wants to talk to you, Parker. So <laughs> now remember, Leo had said that there were the errs, right? So now here comes, I've had Connor and Tucker, and now here's Parker. And Parker's story literally broke my heart mm. he, he had been a football player being recruited to be a d1 player and he described that he got involved with marijuana his family got mad at him friction he runs away and after he's been gone about two weeks he get a text from his dad and the dad says you know um parker we kind of enjoy not having you around so just don't come back <clears throat> we're really better off without you and it was like an arrow through his heart. And, he, and shortly thereafter, they tricked him into coming home because they said he was going to get his car back. And as soon as he got there, of course, they almost like arrested him and took him off. And he felt totally betrayed. And he said, mm-hmm. the first two nights I just cried and I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And the um, pastor there at the camp had said, you need to write this stuff out. Do you want to read it? And, and he's, he's handing me this intimate mm-hmm. letter that he's written about his pain and you know, again, Robbie, do you think I really heard from God? Because I was hearing those things about mm-hmm. Connor. I did. I I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't I hear f- about me? And so, hmm. you know, it was it was more than amazing. But the the thing that was just unbelievable was we got these reviews back at the end of the. And when you read Connor's review, it said. I've never heard anything before except that I was a failure. And in that group, I heard from all those men that God didn't necessarily feel that way about me. Amen. And it wasn't just men. Some of the other boys yeah. were right, the ones right. that other also in spoke into him. Sam, you had an experience a lot like that as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, in our group, Andy was in the group with me, and I'll ask him to share just a little bit of the story as well. But uh, Andy was in our group, and so we laid the groundwork and – Man, as soon as we started to pray, you know, I heard the word Kyle. And I'm thinking, well, I'm kind of the leader in this group at the moment. I don't want to be the first one to throw this out there. So I waited and waited and waited, which seemed like forever. And finally I said, you know, I'm hearing Kyle. And one of the other campers said, so am I. And then Andy said, so am I. And then we had a few other names, but then there were a lot of things that were just uh, said over 
uh, Kyle that came from God. And so when we went out to uh, meet with everybody else after the session, Kyle came walking up to me and said, well, I want to thank you for, you know, that, that listening prayer. I said, well, you're welcome, but, but why is that? And he said, well, right before we started to do it, when you said we were going to do it, I said, you know what, I don't believe in God. I'm not sure if he's really there. I'm not certain how I feel, but if my name's called, then I know he's real. <laughs> Andy, you were standing there for that. That's so. right. I was, and that, that was incredible. I mean, because he was. I mean, this wasn't a guy questioning whether he could hear from God. He was questioning whether God existed, right? And that's how how beautiful this was, of just how, how he you know, spoke directly to him. And then he got many words. And I think the the accumulation of those words, he he probably got two to one to anybody else that names were called out. So God really had his hand, you know, on that individual. And Darren, you had a group too? Yeah, and, and our group, I mean, it went very much like that as well and, and uh, kind of the same experience. Um, you know, I... I, almost immediately I was hearing a particular name and and I didn't want to jump out and say that name and there was a couple of reasons why because I know a couple of boys very very intimately um, by the names of a couple of these boys that were in my group and so I was I, I just kept saying God are you giving me this name or am I just infatuated with this name because mm -hmm. of this relationship I have with this other young man um, and uh, sure enough one of the uh, other campers um, popped up and said, "Well, I'm here, and I'm here, and Jake." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> you know." Um, and and that was God's answer to not just you know me, but but also to him. And and this was a young man, same kind of scenario. That um, good young man had made mistakes. We've all made mistakes, and but by the grace of God, any one of us could be one of those guys at the North Carolina Boys Academy. And so um, here's the thing I want to leave. I could t We could tell you a hundred more stories just like we've told you. But here's the one story we, we need you to know. And if you're a listener today, please, please just ask God, how can I pray for the boys at North Carolina Boys Academy? Ask God that. Wait for his answer and then begin to pray that prayer as regularly as you can see. Yeah, I, you know, that was just a phenomenal honor to see what God did. And when we saw the reviews, it was God. I heard from God for the first time, I, you know, and, and people, their faith became real. It was something that they'd actually heard and experienced. And so we, that's what happens at all boot camps, Andy, right? The Covenant Amen. of Silence is yeah. where people hear from God. And that's coming up November 1st through the 4th. Go to Master and Journey Radio. Dot org. Register while you're thinking about it.